Hi folks, this is Bud Hughes, and it's time to raise the door on another edition of Bud's Garage. Hang on, you're now part of the fastest hour in radio, presented by Complete Auto Parts and Oakwood Tire and more. Locally owned family businesses with over 120 years of combined experience. CarQuest nationally branded auto parts and warranties, and Oakwood Tire's wide selection of the best tire brands available. Local professionals to help you find the parts or tires you need, help you get them installed, and back on the road with a smile. Find out more at completeautoparts.net or oakwoodtire.com. On today's show, simple as one, two, three, rocket men, resto mods, and a flashback to the Snake River Canyon. All that and a whole bunch more informative automotive buffoonery with Bud and Tim, right now on Bud's Garage. Welcome in, folks. This is Bud Hughes, resident Carnot, and Timothy Pasquale, a poster to the stars. Tim, how you doing? Today? I'm fine, Bud. How are you today? Uh, we're doing wind up. Wound up. I'm wound wind up. up. I'm, I'm winded up. Yeah. I'm winded up because we were singing songs before we started. Uh-huh. It's terrible when you just come out with a phrase of words and, you know, the three of us nuts break into a song. Yeah. That's tough. But now we know who really did one, two, three, mm-hmm. Bill. Among others. Among others, yeah. Among others, right. Who was it? Lewberry? Lenberry? Lenberry. Lenberry. Yeah, okay. One, two, okay. three. <laughs> That's so elementary. All right, let's go. Uh, what am I doing here? What were, you, what were you doing this past week, Tim? Mowing. Mowing. <laughs> <laughs> when you called me, I was mowing. You were mowing. Yeah. Mowing, 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 mowing. I love mowing. Well, that's good. It's a good yes. thing to do. Right. Have one of you, do you have any? Do you have any greenery left on your place? Oh yeah, it every grows time I call fast. you, you got. I know. It's it's <laughs> every time I mow it, it keeps growing. Well, I have a rotation. You know, oh, I see. That I, I mow this pasture, then next weekend that pasture, then you oh, know, okay. back and forth and okay. so forth. Yeah, as long you know. it keeps you off the street and out of trouble. Right. We need some more goats. Uh, I'm running out of Mustang parts. Oh, good. That's yeah. a good sign. I'm running out of parts. Well, you start getting fired up when you see it starting oh, yeah. to come oh, yeah. together. Yeah, that it's, is such it's starting a, to look like a car now. That's so exciting. Got the door panels on. You know, mm-hmm. the windows go up and down. Oh, shoot. All that stuff, yeah. it's Wow. It doesn't, you know, for a while it's just like a Hulk. You know, the last thing going in is the glass and the door panels and stuff. So, right. you know, it always looks unfinished no matter what. Mm-hmm. But you put that trim on there. And you gave me a great tip on that, putting that trim on. Yeah. Uh, there's no way in the world we can do that with staples. We're going to talk about that a little bit later in the show. Okay. About, you know, the reality the, of, of right. replacement parts. Right. And, throw and, those instructions away. Yeah, throw <laughs> the instructions away, along with the receipts. Yeah. Right. Well, the, the receipts for what you've spent on the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 right. I'm getting this car done just in time for the guy to be able to use the receipts to start, you know, outdoor bonfires and uh. stuff. So. <laughs> uh, going on right now, lots of shows, cars, uh, festivals, ragtops, running boards, Northeast Georgia car shows. Check them out. Northeast Georgia Swap Meet. I want to I want to talk about that for a second. It's back to the second Saturday of the month for the rest of the season. Rocket Man. We're going to talk about a, a couple Rocket Mans on the show today. Rocket Man, I guess it would be Rocket today. Mans. Rocket Mans. Uh, <laughs> I never understood what what Elton said after he said Rocket Man, but and you know the the yeah. in the in the song yeah 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 it's one of those things where you can't understand mm-hmm. what the words are. We'll look that up later on, Bill. Okay. You're that's, Bill, that's your homework you assignment. Uh, but Rocket Man, as we know him, uh, Elon Musk, Elon Musk. Oh, Elon Musk. I thought you were talking about Kim Jong Il. No, 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 that was Donald Trump's Rocket Man. <laughs> oh, okay. No, no, this no. I was talking about. 
Elon Musk. Anybody that can land those boosters. Oh, yeah. You know, all the ones that NASA dumped in the ocean, mm-hmm. he lands them every time he, he right. launches a rocket. Uh, it's pretty amazing. But he's reducing the price of his cars. You want to explain this to us, please? Um, yeah, well, they're making the battery smaller. Oh, so it's reducing the range of the Yeah, cars? it's going to reduce the range by about 100 miles, and that's going to reduce the price about $10,000. Huh, okay. Yeah, on the Model X and the Model Y. Uh, if so, I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's it's the S. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's the Y too. No, it's the S and the X. Oh, the S and the X. That's right. S- A B C. One, two, three. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Seventy-eight thousand for the Model S and eighty-eight thousand four ninety for the Model X. Yeah, well, I mean, if you got that kind of money, why not just get all the range that you can get? You know, because can you imagine the nagging you're going to get from your wife if you run out of electricity <laughs> because you were too cheap to spend an extra $10,000 you paid $78,000 for the car you could now look now we're walking with a gas can no no with a battery cable no you can't uh, extension cord <laughs> you can't you can't take like a dead battery and you know no. fill it up and drag it back right that, that there's probably a polish joke in that somewhere but <laughs> yeah, but we'll, we'll let that go no but did you there was a video out there of someone with a tesla that ran out of they were looking for someone to give them a can of gas because they had a uh, they had a generator in the trunk of the tesla <laughs> <laughs> now I saw the guy that had the the generator mounted in his truck, and he was he was giving somebody a, a okay, yeah, charge yeah, yeah. A That's going to be a big thing. Yeah, it might be. Yeah. He was burning up his fuse out there alone. Mm. What's that now? It's a lyric. What What was the lyric now? Rocket Man burning out his fuse up here alone. Oh, burning out his fuse up here alone. Yeah. Okay. You All right. That's the rest it. of the yeah. song. <laughs> I think it's going to be a long, long time. Yeah, it's going to be a long, long day the way we're going here. All right. Uh, Whatever is driving your future, or Mm. whatever is in your driving future, be it Tesla or whatever, everything else, uh, the EVs are becoming a very weighty issue, right? Yeah, no kidding. And I'm thinking that the internal combustion engines would be at a, uh, vehicles would be at a a tremendous uh, advantage if you didn't factor in the weights. Right. Know what I'm saying? You got a, You got an F one fifty that's got a gas engine in it, uh, you know, and it was fifty seven hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. So they went to an aluminum body and it took it down to five thousand pounds. Right, we we're going in the right direction. Yeah. And then yeah. they came out with the Lightning, which has a battery in it mm-hmm. and is not internal combustion engine, and it's sixty eight hundred pounds. Ooh, that's a little hefty. So it's almost two thousand pounds more than a gasoline powered F one fifty. Getting a little chunky there, F one fifty. Well, yeah. If you think that is the Hummer is nine thousand pounds, oh. the civilian version. Really. The H one when it first came out with the diesel engine and it was sixty eight hundred pounds. Nine thousand. Nine thousand pounds. pounds. Twenty eight hundred pounds of that vehicle is, is battery, battery, which is what a Chevy Cruze weighs. Wow. So. You know, everything from the brakes to the tires to the suspension has to be bigger, and you're dragging all this weight around with you. And mark my words, I'm going to have my insurance agent come in here and explain what's going to happen down the line. Oh, yeah. When you got 9,000-pound vehicles running into mm-hmm. 5,000-pound vehicles. Right. And you don't realize it's so big and it's so heavy because it's so torquey and it's so powerful. Yeah. You know, when you're driving it. Uh, that uh, I, I don't know where it's, it's going to take us. 
crazy. But it's, uh, you know. You're going to be reinforcing some bridges. Bridges, parking decks, and mm-hmm. everything else. All right. Meanwhile. Yeah. Back to today's cars. Remember the muscle car, car era? Mm-hmm. We had the guys on from year one on our podcast, and they proclaimed 69 was the best year for muscle cars. Right. Okay. Please do not go into the summer of 69 um, song. I know, I know it's the next thing that's, gonna, that's coming across your mind right now. Ain't no use complaining when you got a job to all do. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> if you got a job to do and it happens to be fixing up your classic muscle car, where are you going for parts, Tim? Well, you're going to the muscle car experts at Year One in Cornelia, Georgia, who provide our podcast. So that if you miss any of this great information, you can go to AccessWDUN, click the links and hit the buttons, and listen to the show at your convenience. Or you can listen to the show anytime on your favorite podcast sites, as well as the extended version, Bud's Garage Overdrive. Yeah, there you go. Back to you, Bud. Back to me. All right. Yeah. And we'll be right back for segment two here at Bud's Garage on North Georgia's News Talk. WDUN. Don't go away. Back in the Bud's Garage, presented by Oakwood Tire and More and Complete Auto Parts. From first responders to everyday drivers, the parts, tires, and repairs for what our town drives. Okay, Bud, where's Tim? Tim, uh, after the first segment here, was uh, he was in dire need of some coffee and donuts. I understand. So we sent him out. So if he gets back here before, you know. Or he's taking a cigar break. You leave or so. That, that cigar. I don't know. Hey now! All right, so your your uh, your swap meet is coming up next weekend. Yes, sir. And uh, give us the cliff notes on the swap meet. Uh, the cliff notes is we are at the uh, Habersham County Fairgrounds in Clarksville. Uh, we're still doing uh, winter hours. Well, actually, for March, I think we're going back to summer hours. So one of the two. Yes, we'll be at one of them. <laughs> I mean, you can go find our website or sign up for a newsletter, and that will actually tell you exactly when to be there. So. Yeah, how do you do the newsletter thing? Because people need to get that. It's worth the read. Yeah, if you, thanks. If you, uh, War and if peace. You, if you go to any georgiaswapmeet.com, there's a little button that you can click on it, and that adds you to our newsletter list. Cool. Um, you can also just text me your email address at uh, 706-424-5035. Um, and that'll send me just text me your email address and I'll add you to the list manually. And you go right to the top of the list if you're yes, a single you woman, have a pickup truck and can cook. All right. And have a three-car garage. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. uh, last time you were in, you were helping me out because Tim was, was out for the day. Yes. Uh, and you, I sent you a bunch of articles and you still had a few left over yeah. because, yeah, speak of war and peace. Yes. Uh, go ahead. What would you like to jump on next? Uh, there's a, uh, you take one, it out from here. Well, one of the things on there was a list of uh, common modifications that you should not do to your vehicle. 
Now, is this is across the U.S. Actually, I thought it was just you know yeah. in Wacko World out out. Yeah, in actually, I thought I, when I first saw those notes, I thought that was too. And uh, no, it's actually uh, uh, across the board. Uh, okay, you want to start out with extra powerful lights? I would think that was a good thing, but uh, some people take it to the extreme with the light bars. Well, yeah, and I've, I've got to be honest, I um, have reached that age where my eyes aren't what they used to be, and I've kind of got a little cataract thing going. Oh, and yeah. I would like to, those those high-intensity <laughs> headlights, I would like to find the engineer who developed those and have a couple of very short discussions with him. But, you know, we don't have any particular specification on regular headlights in the U.S. We haven't done that since the 60s. So yeah. you see blue lights, you see white lights, yeah. you see yellow lights. And I think at some point in time, you know, if we're going to do regulations, which Lord knows there's enough of them. I'm not a fan of regulations, let's, but let's there get are some all the things bulbs that make, about the same. Yeah, there are some things that make sense to. We got Xeon lights, we got laser lights. Yeah. I did not know that this was available, but you can get automatic license plate covers. I've never seen those. I'm sure they're online, but I've never seen them. Um, like James Bond would have. Yeah, you can get those, and you can also, in fact, I've got one on my parts trailer for the swap meet. You can get a little vacuum actuated thing that, that flips your tail, or that flips your license plate up with a, it's got like a vacuum line on it, and it, the bracket really? just flips up and ducks your uh, ducks your license plate under the bumper so you can't read it. Dun, 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 dun. On your parts trailer? Uh, it's for sale, yes. It's on the swap meet parts trailer. <laughs> okay. How about rolling coal? Would you like to explain what rolling coal is, first of all? And it is, I was in a situation the other day where a guy came flying through and he had the twin smokestacks and it was an overpass, underpass, you know, like the yeah. cloverleaf thing. And you couldn't see for a good 30 seconds after he went through that. Just yeah. He was upset and, you know, got on it pretty hard. Well, I don't think he was upset. I think he was probably just enjoying being that guy. That guy. It seems to be mm. a lot of them do. But that's a violation of the Clean Air Act. Everything's a violation of the Clean Air Act. <laughs> Although the one, I will say, and this is going to upset a lot of people, I will say the one time I don't mind seeing somebody roll coal is when they're riding past a bunch of people on bicycles that are hogging their half of the lane because they feel entitled to the road. So if you roll uh, coal on Yeah, bicycles, but as right, part of a motor vehicle that bypasses, defeats, or renders inoperative any emission control device, uh, you're prohibited from tampering with emission control device on a motor vehicle by removing it. <clears throat> or making it inoperable prior to or after the delivery of the vehicle. AW. <coughs> to the bio. Yeah, all right. Light bars. All right. I, I can I can imagine why these are illegal. Yes. Uh, you cannot have what kind of light bars specifically? Uh, don't know. The, the really bright ones. Not no, sure. no, the white ones or the oh, blue or oh. the red. <laughs> oh, yeah, emergency light bars. Yeah. Yes, I thought you were talking about the... the halogen light bars that everybody puts on their jeeps and trucks no and no 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 that no. would be the first the first lights we talked about yes uh no when you've got police lights on your car that is illegal and oh, expect that is a heavy fine amazing no no um especially on an unmarked car which yes. i'm assuming your I've car also, would be unmarked i've also heard that you can't have wigwag lights which are the little flashing lights yeah, that yeah, yeah. Wigwags. i've heard that you can't have those on your vehicles either well, that would make sense it would make sense because you could confuse some somebody to thinking very that, much so you know, that you are an officer Laser jammers are technically legal to buy in the U.S., um, but they can be considered kind of on a yeah on a one by one basis. Yes. Let's put it that that way. And uh, so, a lot of states have responded by outlawing their use on the road because uh, 
it interrupts the beam coming from laser guns that the measurements well yeah the jammers and radar detectors were always yep. you could buy them but you couldn't use them kind of thing but you know there were yeah. some states where you I don't know I've gotten to the point now where I, that kind of stuff just aggravates me in a car you know I had yeah. I had back in the day I had radar connector or, uh, detectors and all that kind of stuff and you know the things either you know they, they're either they won't shut up yeah. Or, you know, by they the time off it's come off, it's I remember when you used to drive pulled the, over. <laughs> yeah, I remember when you used to go Wait a minute, the, let me turn off my radar detector. It's going off, you know. And, yeah, you yeah. drive through the grocery store parking lot and the, yeah, the, automatic, the automatic doors horse. would trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I always find it's just better to have a conversation with the officer and, and roll your dice. Huh. That seems roll to work for everyone. Yes. Like rolling coal. Yeah, only, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this, this article says it's a common occurrence among car aficionados to have a loud exhaust system. <laughs> well, no. Well, it's not necessarily the loudness, it's the back pressureness that uh, that we're going for in most cases. Yes. Um, I just have my truck really loud so motorcycles can hear me. <laughs> <laughs> and I have track mode on my car, so there you go. Uh, exactly. And uh, a resonator eliminator and all, but that's just me. Yeah. So, and I wonder why my ears ring all the time. What? Mm, but but I did not know that you told me in California, and I'd never heard of this, um, that you could get summoned for that, and then you got to have your take your car to yeah, the dealership. Yeah, they make you take your car to the dealer. They make you pay a huge fine, and they make you take your car to the dealership and have them permanently disable track mode if they catch you driving in track mode on the street. Huh. Which apparently the exhaust note is what keys them into it, and then right, you know. So. Well, it changes other things on your car, but it's the exhaust. Note. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, YouTube is full of videos of, of in-car. YouTube is full of... YouTube is full of a lot of stuff. But, yeah, it's you know. full of a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, it should be illegal. Some of the stuff they put on YouTube should be, be illegal. Some of it should be, yes. Uh, lifting your truck to the absurd level or yeah, Carolina I, squatting uh, or any of that. Uh, that that's, that's a mess. That just it, makes a mess of your... It, uh, it, your suspension it does, and gravity and everything. You know what? When we were kids, everybody put six-inch shackles on the back of the cars. And before that, they, you know... They put Come sandbags. Come I was more sophisticated than that. I used air shocks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> One of the things that I saw in that is that it said that uh, it it blocks your view of other vehicles and things when you're standing at, you know, sitting at a stoplight or whatever. How is that different than a semi-truck rolling up next to you? Yeah, but a semi-truck is, you know, designed, centers of gravity. Well, then, I'll, I'll have to argue this. It's yeah, dumb. It's, uh, you know, when you, when you can see the entire suspension of the truck... Yes. Under, and, you know, underneath it as it's going by you and it's a pickup truck, uh, it's probably too high. Well, what it about... It your lights up higher. It, you know, it puts your center of gravity. You can't handle properly. I know. That's the yeah, political correctness. How many hot rods are efficient, smart vehicles? Well, that's that's true, too. I didn't know nitrous uh, can't be on it. shouldn't be on a streetcar. I, all, the only thing I've ever heard is that it shouldn't be hooked up in some states. Correct, because something terrible could happen if the yeah. emergency responders should be called to your accident. Yeah. So, you know, I can understand that. But so. I don't know about just having the bottle in the car. I would think that's just as bad as using it. Yeah, I would. You know, save yeah, it for the track so. gang if you've got nitrous in your yeah. car. Yeah. Unless you want to talk funny. Yes. Yes. Okay. We'll be right <laughs> back here, Fudge. <laughs> On AM 550 and FM 102.9 WDUN, remember, we are always here, always local.
Welcome back into Bud's Garage, brought to you by Complete Auto Parts and Oakwood Tire and More. From first responders to daily drivers, the parts, tires, and repairs for what our town drives. Okay, our next guest is our good friend Frank James from American Resto Mods. Frank, welcome into Bud's Garage. Hey, guys. Good to talk to you. Hey, we talked off air about how your shop has been pretty eclectic. I say eclectic, not electric. Uh, lately, what's what's in the house and what's uh, what's being done in the various projects you got going on? Yeah, well, you're actually right. It's kind of a, an interesting time for us. We really have just quite a mix of things. I mean, we've got stuff from uh, 34 Fords. Uh, we've got uh, Cadillacs in here. We've got Pontiac GTOs, Camaros, Broncos. Uh, you name it. We've got some Mopars in here, Duster Charger. I mean, we really, we really are covering all the the automakers here lately. <laughs> well, you're, you must be stacking them in the shop there. Yeah, we're we're trying to move the pieces around the best that we can for sure. Speaking of, speaking of pieces, what's uh, how's how's the uh, parts for these vehicles? When you have an eclectic bunch of vehicles like that. Uh, you know, some stuff's easier to get than other stuff. I would think the Cadillac stuff's a little harder to get than the Camaro stuff, but, uh, you know, the, the Pontiac stuff and that, like, is, is it all affected by the part shortage we're, we're kind of having? It is. Everybody is. I mean, and, and that's a big part of why there's kind of so many in here right now. You know, we have some things that are unfortunately sitting because we're waiting and we have to keep working on something else. So, we're like I said, we're we're moving the chess pieces around. But, uh, you know, the part supplies, they've, they've definitely started to improve there is some change it is getting a little better stuff is still n- not even near where it needs to be but but there has been some improvement okay hey frank you guys do a lot of ls packages for gm cars what's out there available for the ford mopar and other brands uh i mean they all have have their packages as well um i mean ford has their coyote motors are, are real popular course there's there's the hemi and the hellcats and, and that whole line from uh mopar uh so they all they all have their own packages and kits um yeah the biggest thing with the ls is for a lot of people i mean we do a lot of gm cars but besides that uh they're just a lot more simple um i mean bulletproof there, there's just a lot less involved with installing them. Yeah, I would think uh, you're. That's a big part of it. I would think your Hemi's and especially your Coyotes, you know, with the the overhead cam uh, engines yeah, with the big, huge. yeah, and they're, they're they're tough to get in between the shock yep. towers and stuff. Sure, they sure are. Yeah, that's another size is a big issue with those as well. And great great motors, but you know, uh, it's just a lot quicker and easier, and a lot of people. You know they're they're fine with a, a nice LS, and you can put them in just about anything. Yeah, that's now, true. Well, with all the gas price increases that are going on, are you seeing any folks wanting to change up to fuel injection for the mileage advantage? We do. Uh, we always have, I guess. I mean, that's always been a big part of people wanting to do fuel injection uh, on these older cars. Um, I, I wouldn't say it's really increased. I mean, it really just in and of itself has been a, uh, always a popular deal with that. And, and there's different levels that you can go with it. Um, you know, a throttle body fuel injection is going to give you a little improvement, you know, all the way up to like a multi-port tuned injection that's going to give you a ton of improvement. So um, there's a couple ways to go about it. But, I mean, yeah, there's... It's definitely uh, it definitely saves you some gas. Well, we've we've gotten to the point now where a four barrel carburetor and a throttle body fuel injection are about the same price. 
And, you know, oh, absolutely. one stinks up your garage, the other one doesn't. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. And honestly, it's getting a little concerning with the way, uh, you know, just some of the, the environmental stuff is happening right now. I mean, I, you know, who knows if carburetors will even be allowed, um, you know, years down the road. It, wow. It could be something we just don't even see anymore. Right. Yeah, I hadn't thought about the emissions part of it because, I, you know, any anybody that's got a couple carbureted uh, muscle cars sitting at home in the garage, you know, when you walk in the garage that they're they're carbureted. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, absolutely. yeah well, that's uh, that's interesting. Now you talk about the more pricey fuel injection. When you get into the pricier stuff, you're also upping the performance quite a bit. Oh, 100 percent. I mean, you go from a uh, say your entry level throttle body injection kits. I mean, work great. You just have a little daily driver you want to cruise around on Sundays. Right, right. And but it, it's, it's a self learning a... system. It, it does its own thing. And you get up into the the bigger kits, and they're they're fully complete laptop tunable. I mean, just you have complete control over everything they do. And and the the throttle body is still a wet manifold, so you you still have the issues yeah, of your intake manifold and fuel puddling and stuff like that. To a lesser extent, but when you get into the board fuel Correct. injection, that's a whole different deal. Oh, hmm. yeah, you can tune each cylinder port, everything into bed. I mean, you know, there's just so many things you can do with it. Yeah. You mentioned you had a Bronco in the shop. Tim. Uh-huh. Yeah. What bananas? What's all that about? Uh, you know, they're <laughs> small and cheesy. They don't ride good. I mean, that short, choppy ride, short wheelbase. What's driving that craziness? <laughs> You know, that's a good question. Uh, you know, we've kind of asked ourselves that, too. I think the biggest <laughs> well, thing I mean, is it's like the Bronco. Uh, what, what was it? The International Scout. I worked in a farm community, so we had Broncos and we had Scouts. Mm-hmm. And they fall in the same category. They're well, miserable and, to work on. And the Jeeps, the same yeah. thing. Short wheelbase Jeeps. Yeah, back so, in the day, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. right. Well, and that was the thing. You know, the Bronco originally came out to compete with the Jeeps and, and that sort of thing. And, and, and what, what Ford did was go to Jeep owners and, and things like that and basically find out, well, what are your issues with this vehicle? And they, they sort of took all that information, and that's how the Bronco was born. So they're very, uh, uh, they're quote-unquote easy to work on. Uh, they're very customizable. And they just, honestly, they have such a fan cult following. Ah. Um, they They really have, and over the years they've, uh, you know, you've got the release of the, the 2021 Bronco um, that came out, and, and that was hugely popular. And, and this whole Bronco craze really started probably in the last five, six years. The market's been steadily going up, going up on them. And, and then, boom, you know, Ford capitalizes on this and goes, hey, we're going to release the Bronco. And, and that's a big part of it. They just really have a, a tough fan base. And, and that's where a lot of this is coming from. And it's just kind of a, it's a hot button right now. Can can you buy like an entire Bronco body like you can a Mustang or Camaro body? You absolutely can. There's actually I would. several <laughs> companies across the country that uh, that do that. Like they put together pre, pre-done pre packages, so to speak, or, 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 or basically package deals. And they range, you know, from lowest to highest price as far as what kind of customization you want. And, yeah, a lot of those companies actually just start with a brand-new body. Right. And, and can you have a custom chassis built for one at the same time, or do they provide that as well? You, you, you can – that's, that's, there again, that's where you can just do just about anything. You can have a custom chassis built. They can get one for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the sky's the limit. I mean, they're, 
they're building these things for three hundred thousand dollars. Right, and it is, right, it right. It's just gone crazy. And this was a, a twenty-four hundred dollar vehicle when it was brand new. You know, oh, sure, <laughs> three hundred thousand dollars. Isn't that nuts? All right, real quick here. Have you had any interest in electric? Electrification. GM showed up at the SEMA show with a uh, E Crate Fifty Seven Chevy that didn't need very much modification to put the uh, the E the E Crate engine E Crate motor in it. Mm-hmm. Anybody yeah, asking about this little, stuff? We have. We've had a little bit of interest. Uh, we have a very good customer of ours that uh, actually has been sort of planning uh, a possible electric build, and, and we're sort of just in in discussion stages right now, but. I mean, it's definitely becoming popular. I mean, I guess, again, going back to, you know, the environmental thing and, and everything that's going on, I mean, everybody knows, I mean, electric vehicles are, are the, the talk right now and what's going to happen to gasoline and all that. So, um, you know, it's definitely become a hot button, and, and, and these companies are uh, starting to gear also towards the, the old classics and the muscle cars and, and whatnot. And, um, you know, it's, it's a really neat package, but it's... Uh, Ain't you know, cheap. It's definitely, you, you got to know what you're doing, and it ain't cheap. Great stuff, Frank. Thanks for taking the time to be with us here. American Restaurant Mods, 4983 BU Bowman Drive, Buford, Georgia, 678-835-5690. Or go to Instagram at American Restaurant Mods. We'll be right back here at Bud's Garage on North Georgia's News Talk, WDUN. Always here, always local. Welcome back into Bud's Garage, presented by Oakwood Tire and More and Complete Auto Parts. Where the pros and the folks who know go for parts, tires, and service. Well, Tim, you know what was going on September 8th, 1974? No. You know what you were doing on that, at, at that particular stage in your life? I was working the afternoon shift at Weirton Steel. Really? Yeah. Okay, and where? West Virginia? Weirton, West Virginia. Really? Yeah. I was working in a garage called Weinhardt's Garage in Dalton, New York. Wow. Pumping gas, uh-huh. building engines, changing yeah. oil, whatever whatever we needed to do. But our next guest knows exactly where he was and exactly what he was doing, uh, as do a lot of people if they Google that particular date. Mm-hmm. That would be Marvin Matson from Jim Shorkey, Cadillac Mazda. Marvin, welcome back into Bud's Garage. Hey, thank you, Bud. Did I get that Glad right? Is it Mazda, Cadillac, Cadillac, Mazda? Cadillac, Mazda. And either way. Either way. This is the only guy, the only salesman that I've ever bought a car from that calls me back and says, wait a minute, I owe you $800 more. What? Yeah. Yeah. That's unheard of. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's right. We got some extra incentive money and yeah. he called me couldn't back keep it, so I passed it back along to Bud. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Uh all right. The reason I've got you here today is because on uh, September 8th, 1974, Evil Knievel was jumping the 1,600-foot-wide Snake River Canyon with a steam-powered rocket. And guess who was there? I was there, bud. You were there. Why were you there? How did you get there? You Were you a big Evil Knievel fan, or you just kind of stumbled we, upon it? Or we were an Evil Knievel fan, and we heard it was coming, and... We just, me and my roommates decided to drive from Detroit to uh, out to California. So on the way, we stopped and 
Snake River, Twin Falls, Idaho, and watched evil make that jump. Wow. Wow, that must have been really something. Oh, it was. And he did clear the canyon. Yeah, his, you can see that one from the replays. Yeah. yeah, he cleared the canyon. His chute came out too soon, and he drifted back across the canyon into the rocks on the same side. He actually cleared the canyon fighting the chute because the chute came out as he launched. Yes, yeah. So he, he was going however many miles an hour and dragging the chute with him. He, you can see there's three or four different versions of the film, but the one that they show where the helicopter's over the top of the canyon, he clears the canyon completely. And at that point, I'd be just thanking my lucky stars. And then the wind catches the chute and, and drags him back over him back. the canyon, over the water. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Onto the rocks below. Yeah. Wow. So he landed on the rocks. He landed which was on the rocks. Probably a good thing. Yeah. He just missed the water because. Who knows if they could have got him out in time if he went down yeah, into he, the yeah, river. Yeah, they would have filled the that. Snake River, yeah. yeah. would have filled that thing up instantly, yeah. you would think. How, how many people were there? Oh, yes. I'm going to say 30,000 maybe. Wow. There were like three different sections. We sat on the, uh, we were on the property just to the left of the jump site, so we got a great angle of seeing them go off and over. Did they have bleachers set up or anything? No. No, no it was just, just sitting in the field or sitting uh-huh. in the field. So the, what did you see? I saw a lot of people. I saw the Hells Angels out there. Oh. And, and we saw Evil make the jump. And uh, fortunately, we saw it. There's big crevasses in the mountainside right there. And these guys next to us rented a motorhome from Pennsylvania. And they were down in the rocks, and they missed it. So they drove, so they drove down into down into the crevasses. Yeah, they, cl- they cl- climbed down into. Oh, they them. climbed down into. Yeah, how yeah. T- how tall was the? Uh, he had a, an earth ramp, and then on top of that, he had this steel yeah, ramp. Yeah, it, it was probably a couple hundred feet um, down to the base of the river. Wow, and they didn't, you know, they didn't have all the computers and stuff to figure out the tra- trajectory and all those things. Uh, I saw some of the drawings. It was kind of like. You and me trying to figure out how to yeah. do a Dukes of Hazard <laughs> jump or oh, something yeah, like that. Yeah, no computers and uh, uh-huh. you know, no cell phones or anything like that wow. back in those days. So he just looked it over and said, "No, I can make it." Well, I don't know, but it was pretty. The rocket was pretty rudimentary. I mean, it was yeah. nothing fancy about it for sure. Had an open cockpit even. Was did it come in a crate marked Acme? No, I, I didn't. I didn't think to check. Did it, was there an Acme crate anywhere? I don't think on, so. On site? I, I didn't see it. How close to the site could you get, Marvin? Um, you could actually buy tickets to get right next to it, right into with it where he was at. Really? Yeah, and I think they wanted like forty bucks a piece to get in there. We ended up going on the guy's property next to it. Right. He was charging like 10 bucks. So, you know, back in the day, that was a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. 40 bucks to stand next to a rocket being launched. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, how many beers you got to have in your beer? <laughs> right. Well, if I did that, I'd have spent my 40 bucks. <laughs> did you Did you see, now I know ABC covered it. Did you see Jim McKay and Jules Berg? You know, Jules was a science editor whenever they did the space launches and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I didn't I didn't see them. I didn't see them. And they do some pretty good interviews, uh, you know, 
the day after and yeah. the day of. Uh, I know Jules climbed right up on the thing and had the mic shoved in the, you know, in Evil's faces and, and asking him how he felt. And you know, at that point in time, I'd be smacking people around. <laughs> so, did you know that on September sixteenth, two thousand sixteen, need I ask you what you were doing that day, Tim? Um. No, I don't remember. <laughs> well, no. neither do I. But Hollywood stuntman Eddie Braun recreated the jump, and uh, you know, as a tribute to Evil Knievel, he met Evil when he was ten years old. When Braun was ten years old, okay, uh, Eddie, and uh, he did it. And the only difference between his rocket and Evil's was his had a full canopy, and he did it in one fell swoop. You know, everything worked as it should, and mm-hmm. he cleared the canyon. The chute opened. He said the landing was a little rough because, <laughs> you know, it, it, it came in nose down. It oh, was on, yeah. It was on a chute, but he knew he was going to hit nose first. And uh, he said it, you know, luckily he didn't break his legs when it landed. Yeah, it makes you wonder <laughs> what goes through the minds of guys that do this kind of stuff. Well, we used to, you know, I lived up in Buffalo, and you had people going over the falls all the time, Niagara Falls and barrels and things. you got to wonder. Yeah, you got to wonder. <laughs> uh, interesting stuff. Anyway, Marvin, we're going to have you on the podcast because, uh, you know, as you and I sat and visited before we, you know, got a chance to talk about this, yeah, you got a whole bunch of car stories, and oh, yeah. uh, you know you got a you got a little spare time on your hands. We're going to get you in here, and and you can tell us about uh, the early days of working in uh, Dad's dealership, and yeah, some of the sure. muscle cars and stuff you used to see, and you know we we were we were talking during lunch about the ones that got away. Oh yeah, uh, and the right. millions that they're worth now. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh Anyway, good stuff. Thanks for stopping in and, hey, and doing this. With always us. a pleasure to be in Bud's garage. Ah. Oh. <laughs> See? You like that, See? huh? Uh, the the uh, Eddie mentioned that he, you know, after he landed, hit the rocket on the other side of the canyon, needed a little touch-up. <laughs> you got something that needs a little touch-up, and you're looking for premium automotive paint, check out the paint department at Complete Auto Parts. Paint expert Michael Knupp will introduce you to As Axa Noble. That's a line of Dynaco products and all other great body supplies that a pro or a do-it-yourselfer can uh, use to do some touch-up and, you know, maybe paint your ride, and, you know. Oh, yeah. If you're looking for a great uh, paint job, uh, the stuff for a great paint job, Complete Auto Parts, three locations to serve you. Can you tell us where all those locations are, Tim? Come uh, on now. Gain, I'll get Gainesville, you get Clarksville, and Cornelia. Okay. Aside from that, I don't know, but... Well, there's probably more. There's more coming. More coming. Yeah, I'm sure. I know. They're also looking for some drivers, so reach out to. Them. They want to see you in person. They're looking for some people to okay. go between stores mm-hmm. and actually do some delivery stuff. Right. So check them out at Complete Auto Parts. Go in any of the stores and tell them, hey, you're here. You want to drive? Yeah. You know, pull parts and drive them, and deliver them. Right. Help them out. They're good folks, family owned and locally uh, locally owned, family operated. Mm-hmm. So great people. Uh, miss any of this informant of automotive buffoonery? What are you doing, Tim? Well, you can uh, go Come to on now. You access got the stores, WDUN. Right? <laughs> uh, go to access WDUN, click the links, hit the buttons, and you can listen to the show at your convenience. And that's all brought to you by the great folks, muscle car experts at Year One, also in Cornelia, Georgia. Yes, they are. And they also help us out with our podcast, Bud's Garage Overdrive, which you can catch a extended version of the show, if you will, where we have guests on and they uh, talk for hours on end. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, we feature them. We feature some of the bits from the show, and that's available at 
your favorite podcast site, as is Bud's Garage. Okay. So you can go to Access WDUN, you can go to Bud's Garage, and you can catch it all. All right. You got anything to add to that? No, that's that's it. So you ready to build a rocket now? Yeah, I am. We've been talking. I'm right. You're going to upholster it, though, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's got to be covered. Diamond. Diamond. Button, diamonds. <laughs> diamond tuck. You know. Inside. Wow. Uh-huh. Didn't you have something in there, a plane or something you were doing that on? And when you had the Gainesville store, I remember walking in there, and you had something to look like a fuselage. and you were... We had a uh, glider. Glider, that's what it was. And a glider that be actually uh, belonged to a guy that I was in the Air Force with that was a pilot, an F-4 pilot, while I was in, we were at the same base huh. and never knew each other. Good for you. Isn't that that's, something? That's small world. <laughs> yeah, it is. Remember to keep between the ditches, shiny side up. We'll see you next week right here at Bud's Garage on North Georgia's new stock, AM 550 and FM 102.9. WDUN. Have a great week.